Okay, that Christmas story is amazing, but uh, Kim, holy cow. Would you like to have her teaching your kids? Isn't she amazing? Thank you, Kim. <laughs> wow. Cassie, thanks. And uh, she's one of the many people who serve in our children's ministry. And if you have kids, that's what they're experiencing, is that kind of love and that kind of passion for Christ. Um, so thanks, Kim. Uh, take a cookie or two <laughs> home with you. Uh, this morning, um, we're talking about belonging, and we got one more little illustration here uh, just to kind of keep things going. So um, you might need to check under your chair for this, because there could be something taped underneath there. Just saying. And if you've got it, say, I found it, or I got one. You got one over here? Who's got one? Who's got one? Raise your hand. You got one? Oh, my. You got one there? Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyone over here? No one over there? Way back in the back? <laughs> All right, they've got candy cane. So right now, most of you don't, and you're feeling what? Left out. Wah, wah, wah. But we want everybody that belongs. So we got ushers in the back, and we know how long uh, time it takes about 10 minutes for the candy to hit the system. So I've got about 10 minutes. So if you want a candy cane, the guys are going to come down here and uh, raise up your hand if you want a candy cane. And we'll make sure no one is left out. We got plenty of candy canes too. <laughs> I like these snowballs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you totally got ratted out, man. Your daughter just went like this. All right, are we all good? I think we're all good. Um, it's one thing, you know, there's, there's something inside of us. We don't like feeling left out. It, it's just this natural human experience of we want to belong. It's wired into us to, to be part of a family, to be part of relationships. And uh, it's something that God created us for. And one of my favorite parts of the story of, of Mary and Joseph coming into town and Jesus being born is the fact that they didn't have anybody in Bethlehem waiting for him. There was no one that made reservations. There was no one that said, hey, you've got family, you've got friends, come stay with us. They come into Bethlehem and they've got no one. And even the inn, which is strangers, the inn says, we have no room for you, you can't fit here. And so they end up in a stable. And one of the things that was important for, for Jesus as he's coming is that he's not only fully God, but 
He's fully man, right? He's, he's like one of us and wanted to live the same kind of life that we lived. And interestingly, the first experience that he has coming into this world is one of not belonging. He knows what it's like. His mom and dad know what it's like. He's, he heard this story probably growing up because mom and dads tell the story of your birthday. I mean, kids, don't, don't you hate it when mom and dad starts talking to other people about when you were born and how cute you were, and you're like, stop that. I'm not like that. Right? Anybody like that? You know, tell my birthday story to everybody, and you get all like, oh, stop talking to me like that. Tim, is that you? Yeah, that's totally you. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> And his, he heard this story, I think, throughout his life of this day when he was born and the fact that they didn't belong anywhere. There was no place in Bethlehem. And I think it's a feeling that is a natural feeling everyone has of not belonging. Um, there is this uh, big company that takes care of people, kids, and, and it's called Cigna. So they call it a health insurance company. And they asked, they asked all the people that they help get medical attention or whatever, uh, they, said a, they gave them a survey and said, hey, answer this question. And it came back, it was interesting. They said, most Americans suffer from strong feelings of loneliness out of that survey. Most of the people that they were looking at said strong feelings of loneliness. And they said nearly half sometimes or always feel left out or alone. And their survey, they, they concluded, I guess, as they've done a number of these, that it continues to grow higher and higher. More and more people are feeling more and more alone and like they don't belong. And some of you, maybe even in this morning service right here, don't feel like you belong or you even feel lonely, which is crazy. You've got a, all these people in the room and yet you could still feel lonely, which gets me to the reason why Jesus came and the Christmas story. And Jesus said it. He said, look, God the Father loves this world so much that he sent me, that's what Jesus was saying, he sent me here to save this world, to bring you into the family of God, for you to get to know God personally. And that, that's the reason Jesus came, to save us, to bring us into his family so that we could know him and experience his love and belonging to him, which is by far probably the most, the, the most profound, the, the deepest, the greatest experience we could ever have is, is knowing God, being close to him. And it's interesting who he invited, even on Jesus' birthday, you think about who you would invite to your birthday. The invitation list is a famous list. We just heard the story read shepherds were invited and shepherds were kind of these people that were on the outside they didn't belong to the normal society because they were always out in the field and they were always dirty and then to come into the city you had to clean up and do all this stuff and leave your sheep and and they just didn't do it they just didn't after a while didn't bother and they were considered like oh you don't want them around and and those are the people that were invited to jesus's birthday and not only them, God also invited, really, it was like the whole world. He sent out this birthday invitation. It's this massive star in the sky. I mean, like mom and dad, they send out cards, right, or an Instagram or Facebook. God hangs, hang a star in the sky, right, makes it all shiny, and they see it, and they know, wow, there's somebody important born. And so these wise men come who are famous, wealthy, from their own country, educated, and, and they don't get to make it actually on Jesus' birthday. They actually come a little bit later, but we're like, hey, look, 
come on, let's bring him in. They wanted to be there in heart and spirit, so we bring him into the story. And so you see who's invited to Jesus' birthday is the people that are the outcasts and the people that are the in crowd. You have the poor, you have the wealthy, you have the people that probably didn't go to school, and you have the people that, you know, teach at school. Everybody in between. No one's left out. All are invited to come and to be part of this day and the celebration of Jesus' birth. And I think what's, what's crazy about this is when Jesus starts to talk about later what happens like after this life, he starts to describe it in, in, in this moment. And I wonder, I, I can't like say it's for sure, but I wonder if Jesus had in mind that moment when he was born. Because he describes it like this. He says, my father has a house. He actually says it's a mansion. And it's got lots of rooms in it. And there's a room for you. And I wonder if in the back of his mind, he actually was remembering the day he was born when there wasn't even a room at a hotel, let alone a house. And he was in a stable. And he was saying, look, nobody's going to be kicked to a stable. I've got a house. I've got a room for you. And you belong. You belong to me. And that's God's heart. He wants everyone to belong to him. And we celebrate Christmas because we see just how much he meant it. I mean, it's one thing to say it, but it's another thing to back it up. And he meant it so much, he came here. He came here so that you and I could be part of his family and know that love and know what it means to be close to him. And that's what we want this morning to be about, to celebrate and to remind ourselves that's why Christ came. We tell the story every year. It's the same story, but it's so important to remember how much Christ loves you and loves me and wants us to belong to him and his family. And we also tell stories. I mean, you heard one of those of, it's not only that he does this for us, he then says, look, if you're part of my family, I want you to love other people because I'll use you to pull other people in. And that's one of the stories you heard this morning. We did uh, several different uh, things this, the past couple months of trying to send or inviting you to send gifts. Um, we did it with Samaritan's uh, Purse where we sent out over three, our goal was 300, we sent out over 300 Christmas shoe boxes. Um, with Samaritan's first and you guys are the ones that did that and packed those boxes and we had the packing party and sent them out and then we're done with that drive and set up a Christmas tree because there's people in our town that we know don't have enough for Christmas and offered that and said hey look we've got some tags on the Christmas tree out there and I think most of them are gone by the first service and definitely by the second service I mean normally it takes a couple Sundays they were just gone and our church actually was the site where all the gifts from all the, around the city were brought. So it wasn't just our church participating in it. And this is a video clip of all the presents um, from all the families that were, uh, were going to be coming and, and helped out by fish. So I want to just say thanks to those. I know Lynn Marr, you're part of that team and, and some of the other people that are, that are serving with fish. Uh, but your gifts and, and this place was part of what I think God has used uh, to say, hey, look, I love you. I want you to belong to me. Um, and then there's one other final thing we just want to let you know about. Um, and it's kind of a sad story. It's like, oh, that shouldn't happen. Like, that's bad. And, uh, and I think God would have us do something in this spirit of Christmas, right? 
of God coming and saying, look, I love you, I want you to belong, and sending us out. So um, how many women were at the Christmas uh, gathering just a couple weeks back? Okay, so there was a church there, Faith Alliance Church, John Malone and his wife, his wife was the one speaking, it was their band, the gals that were playing, and uh, John and his wife never mentioned any of this to you guys, and I just, I just found out about this, this last week. Um, so back in August, um, the state of Ohio uh, ends up, John doesn't even find out himself, he finds out through somebody, the state of Ohio sends this letter and says, hey, um, we're foreclosing on your church property, it's ours now. And John's like, what? And uh, so he talks to his friend. He's like, yeah, apparently back when the church was started, somebody didn't file the right paperwork for the tax-exempt status. So they've owed taxes for over 10-plus years or something like that. Is my understanding is that John was describing it. And so the state was just going to take the property. So... They end up talking to lawyers and working this whole thing out. And it looks like it should be resolved by February, but it ended up costing about $5,000 um, penalties and whatever stuff that happens. And so that was in August. Then in Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving break, everybody's off. You know, everybody's just spending time with family. He gets a call on Thanksgiving, and, and somebody's saying, um, you might want to get down here. Somebody's driving a truck all over your front fence, and they're stealing the fence. And what they would do, they rammed the truck over it, broke the fence down, it was aluminum, and then broke it together, broke it down even further, put it in the bed of their truck, and they were going to go down to the salvage yard and sell the scrap, the, the metal fence, the aluminum fence for scrap. And uh, so by the time John got there, the, the truck was long gone, and the fence was long gone, and there's nothing left in the front of their church. And um, so ends up, they ended up going to a scrapyard and getting, uh, the fence cost $1,000 to buy and install, and they got $10 for the aluminum. That's all they got, $10. And here's where God uh, works things out. The, the person they sold it to was actually a police officer who has a side business. And... Uh, <laughs> So he took copies of all their driver's license under the guise of, I just need to make sure I got all your information. So he took all their, uh, all their driver's license, got a picture of the truck and everything, receipt for it, and uh, they pulled the guys over uh, a couple miles down the road and, and busted them. But those guys don't have any money. Um, so they're out about $1,000 on a fence. Um, and then I just got a call, or then I just talked, uh, John was explaining, he said, um, and I got a call from another church saying, you might want to call John because it's not, things aren't going good over there. And so um, their church in January last year, um, their pipes froze inside their building up on the higher level and uh, caused about $30,000 worth of damages. Uh, their insurance company paid for it, and once it was all done, the insurance company dropped them. And they haven't been able to get a new insurance company because the insurance companies want to have a new real HVAC system, right? Heating and air conditioning system, the whole thing. And they couldn't afford it. And so they finally raised enough money for the lower level, which costs about 15 grand to install. And they don't have the upper level. They don't have heat. So John's office is up there and a bunch of Sunday school classes are up there and they don't have heat in their second floor. And the heaters that they did have, one of them, busted. It was just a shop heater. It wasn't a real system. And uh, so it broke and some of the people that were fixing it said, we're not going to fix it. We're just not going to fix it because it's not 
it would be, uh, it would be in bad faith, bad conscience to fix this because this is not going to help you guys. So they wouldn't fix it for him because they, were, they loved him and said, no, <laughs> we won't do that because it's the wrong system. So they need right now a $10,000 unit for their second floor. And we were just talking, the leadership this past week going, you know, it's heat, it's nice, it's warm in our building, and uh, we need to help them out. So we don't do this very often. I think uh, since I've been here in 16 years, we've maybe taken two other love offerings, and uh, we just feel like we need to just throw this out to you guys and say, hey, look, uh, we'd like to see if we can raise around 8,000 of it, um, uh, towards it. Uh, there's somebody else that said that they would pitch in um, the remaining. And so we want to just throw it out there and say, hey, look, we're going to take a love offering. You may not have any money right now, or you may have some, and you want to give towards that. If you want to go home and write a check, uh, just put on the memo line, uh, Faith Alliance HVAC. If you check maybe later in this week, I can't promise this, but we might have it on the app, where if you just go on to the Freshwater Giving app, and click on there, you could scroll down and actually pick that as something to donate to. If you want to write checks, it, uh, put them in the mail. They'll get postmarked uh, this week, so it still counts towards 2018 um, if you want to give it that way. But uh, just put down Faith Alliance HVAC, and what we want to do is just bless them here at the end of the year and to let them know, hey, look, uh, you've got family um, because we're, we're sister churches. We've kind of said, hey, let's do this thing. Uh, you love Jesus, yes you do, we love Jesus, you know, no, I, that came out wrong, uh, but uh, you know what I mean. So we really want to let them know, hey, we love you guys, and we're a family, we belong to each other, we want to look out for each other. So I invite the team to come down, the worship team, and we want to close uh, with this, as they're, you know, coming down and giving you that opportunity if you want to give, um, and if you even want to give, bring it next week, next Sunday. It's still uh, in 2018, and just drop it in the envelope in the plate. That'd be fine, too. Um, but we want to just spend some time here at the end of the service. Just, we've had a lot of fun, and, and I, I, I totally see, I could just totally see Christ enjoying a service like this. Um, he loves kids. He invented kids. Um, he loves humor. He invented humor and snowballs, and uh, but we want to end this service making sure that we do honor him here at the end. And just to say uh, to him, Lord, we love you. We thank you for what you've done for us, and we want to worship you. And so I just invite you as we sing these songs to just, it has to be from your heart. And you have to, we want to encourage you to mean that, right? To, to mean that with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and strength. And let's just worship here at the end and give praise to him.